0: Listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul.
1: Darlene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, Woo-hoo! everyone. We're ready to splash you with some love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. And this wonderful guest is a guest from my pa-pa-pa-pass.
0: Pa-pass. Yeah. And I don't stutter.
1: I'm talking <laughs> pow-pass. Like elementary school 10 oh, year old wow. sleepover parties yep. roller rank days <laughs> she basketball homecoming queen <laughs> um, we have janet, hey! with us. janet! <laughs> it was bisping back then though yeah janet bisping back in the and day. it was back in the day and let oh me just tell goodness. you with my word this year you know for 2020 mm-hmm. being health. And I know when people think of that, they think of weight, because that's what sure. I think of. Maybe you're thinking of mental health or emotional health or how to love people better, or how to how to spiritually get healthy. You know, mm. that's a big problem. Um, but physical health is definitely one of the pieces of my pizza that I need to address. So Janet, who's been a friend of mine, like, you know, since mm-hmm. I mean, she was at my wedding. Mm, yes. did you catch the? no tim Norzer's wife caught the bouquet and then they got married oh yeah you didn't die for it she dove for that's it. that's why i didn't get married till i was 30 that's right you're like well, i'm gonna fault. touch that bouquet i'm gonna move back but janet is someone who has struggled with maintaining was that an accurate way of saying that janet mm-hmm. um, just her her health with her weight and what's so crazy is people can tell you all day long it's mental it's mental it's mental and I feel like finally this month, I'm understanding that a little bit. Janet took me to a meeting, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But um, I just
2: want to say, listeners, yeah, hold
1: on. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, because this morning, let
2: me tell you, <laughs> we got two women in the splash zone <laughs> here that are going to just yeah. knock you back and forth so no, hey, i feel like I, a lot of listeners
1: understand me about this this yeah. i this think is, everybody yeah and i really wanted to make 2020 i wanted you as my splash family to join my real family and friends mm-hmm. here um to discuss these things. And it's not some, you don't need to buy anything. Like this is going to be free. This podcast is free to you because we want to go through this together. And there are people that God's given more knowledge or wisdom or understanding before me, you know, and Janet, you're one of those people. I mean, I know she's the first to tell you she's lost a hundred pounds three times, Mm -hmm. but there's something different. And I know people Mm. go, Oh, no, no, no. There's something different about her mindset Mm -hmm. Mm. this time. Mm. Have I ever gone to any meetings with you? Have I ever done any program you've ever done when you lost the other 200 pounds before? No, 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 no. I haven't. But I went with you this time because I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, someone who has to lose 80 pounds doesn't get up and go, hey, do my diet plan. But I'm so Mm -hmm. honored Mm -hmm. that, Janet, you would join us because I feel like sometimes there's so much shame associated with this. Yes. There's so much oh, yeah. power given to, to a number. Yes. Mm-hmm. Completely can change your whole life that day. There's this image and perspective that we all have been focusing on that is not healthy. And that's what I want to get into mm. and talk today. So, Janet, welcome to the splash. Zone. Thank welcome, you. Janet. That was a good introduction. But I just want to thank you for joining us. Yeah. She's on her lunch break from the Simi Valley Police Department. She's kind of a BA uh, over there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> She's a big deal. <laughs> okay. Um, but you grew up in Illinois, but you moved here to California when you were you don't even remember living in Illinois, right? Well, no, I was 18 months old when my right. parents came to California. Right, mm. and then you've been here ever since. Correct. High school, junior high, Hillside, Royal,
0: more Park College. More Park College. Yeah, we did. M- you a later. I was a cheerleader I was a Student, student trainer. Yeah. M- yeah. 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 We and then um, you got this great job. Tell everyone about it. Uh, working for Seam Valley Police Department. Yeah. I've been there approximately 22, going on 23 Woo! years. It was wow. a, a major blessing, but I never thought that I would necessarily get married. So I was looking for something that had stability, benefits, retirement, and boom, I got that. And um, That was at a time that I was maintaining 100 pounds off of my body for approximately seven years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what do you uh, do? I am a community services coordinator. I'm a civilian for the police department. I manage the volunteer program, and I also facilitate the Citizens Academy, which is an educational program that's 10 weeks for the citizens who live or work in Sami to learn about local law enforcement and how we can work together with our community. Mm. She's a
1: good person to know. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) But I want to get back to a comment you just mm. made because I did not know this about you. What a bad friend. You never thought you were going to get married. Mm-mm. And did your weight have something to do with that? Absolutely. Wow. wow. Listen up, people. <laughs> Isn't that wow. cray cray?
0: Yeah. So you just thought, what? What? Explain like, that. Like, uh, not I don't look good enough. Uh someone's never going to accept or love me enough. Oh my gosh, here comes the tears. Sorry. No. Mm. Uh, acceptance and mm. um, not, not understanding that I needed to grow, and mm. before somebody could actually love me. But yeah, I just. I don't know. That's a whole nother show. I'll tell you, it's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's okay. We, we can splash it up right now. Mountain back. Yeah. But for you, so in your 20s, early 30s, you're thinking, I'm just never
0: going to get married. Just never going to get married. I was set to not have intercourse before marriage. So uh-huh. I wanted to honor God with that, but I was also extremely afraid of intimacy, right? Uh, rejection, and yeah, that's a, that's wow. a whole nother let's mm. flip that can off of that lid and talk about but it. But I
1: was at your wedding. You were at my wedding. So but
0: for God. Right? Yeah. He had another
1: plan for Janet. Yeah, mm-hmm. even and
0: without me trying to.
1: And what was your age then when you got married? Gosh
0: was I 30? 34? 30? thirty. Thirty four? Thirty two. Okay. Thirty
1: two ish. Yeah. So you got married ish.
0: at thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. Cray cray.
1: That's wonderful. And I love John. Mm-hmm. Been Thank to you. Africa with both of them, buddy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Janet can sing. She's got a voice Get like it's soul. so yeah, she's got soul in there. And she just sounds really good. But tell me about your relationship with food growing up. Right? Because I think that this is where this crap starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised where there was Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms under the sink. We didn't really sit down and have dinners. Um, My mom knew how to cook. She never really taught us. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister turned out to be a really good baker, so she would make cupcakes. And, you know, Shanda couldn't put on weight to save her life. And I think everything she ate went on me. So I just worked out. I mean, I taught the 6 o'clock aerobic class at Oak Ridge I five nights that. a week, yeah. right? And then the 20-year-olds who were older than me, because I was like 15, 16, would ride my bike to work at Oak Ridge. And they would always call in sick or drunk, and I'd do their 7 and 8 o'clock class, right? So I never minded because I was able to make money. But then I would go and teach dance lessons. And I would hear this in my home all the time. Why do you have some weight on you? I mean, you work out constantly. How come you have weight? Look at your and my dad would touch under my chin. If you oh, touch under my chin right now, I will drop, lock, and roll you. Okay? Yeah. Don't touch under my chin. Yeah. Don't do that to people. Mm. What's this and that little mm. flick? Like oh, no. you know, you know, if your mom gains weight, I'll leave her. Like comments <gasps> like this that yeah. you hear growing up. My sister then went the opposite way. She went off to Chico and got down to maybe one nineteen, and Ow. she's five she's nine. She's tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um. You know, I was sitting at the time at like 138, 140. My mom was 120, right? So I was the fat one in the family. What the? And I, I look back now and I go, what's were, up? I know. Isn't that amazing? I would made I out with me. What's
0: <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, you were PHA team. Okay, hello. <laughs> yeah, pretty hot and tempting fat, baby. isn't it
1: so it interesting it's how m- things can be told to you when you're mm-hmm. young? Oh, yeah. Um food that was in my home. I always had food. I was never deprived of anything, but it's very interesting how I was very uneducated about what whole foods were and what healthy food was and sustainability. It was just sort of, we'd get those 99 cent beef burritos you put in the microwave or pop tarts and morning with breakfast, but butter on it. I'd have captain crunch and I'd have, um, And Lucky Charms were under the sink if you wanted a bowl of cereal in the morning or for dinner. It was really weird. And I thought everyone ate that way. And because I was an athlete and I worked out so much, I think I was able to stay there. But my body was not being filled with nutrients. My brain wasn't being filled with the right things. And for you to be able to lose hundred pounds three times yeah, time. tell me this is the third time and I mean I, yeah. I can't yeah, wait sure for you guys to see great. a picture yeah. she, like hello I want to fit in your jeans um, it's it's amazing but it's not even about that I kind of mm. want to fit in your brain because how do you do that and this is what they talk about from the biggest loser too that show that was hot forever yeah is where are they now oh, even even from the first time what what I want to know yeah. what happened the Let's first the time first what motivated
2: one. you the first time what motivated you the second time and the third time yeah was it different?
0: So the first time uh, probably junior high, Coach Ferguson's wife. Oh yes, Coach Ferguson. Yeah. So I wanted to be on volleyball and she just pulled me aside and was like, I'm just concerned about your weight. You really need to lose weight. And so I it kind and of And the me. little green and gold and shorts how, how, weren't how too you know what I think were you? Right. So um, I mean, were you really
1: overweight in like, I, junior high school? In so, middle school, she yeah, would be middle considered school, that, yeah.
0: So But she was
1: super popular. Bro. She's the chick from Pitch Perfect fat oh. amy right oh, she and they go her. why are you why are you calling yourself fat amy and she's like so you skinny bees don't do it you know what i mean <laughs> janet <laughs> that's I, me baby you, you never noticed that janet was overweight in high school and i'll have to tell you i did notice people were overweight but because janet was the girl from pitch perfect before mm-hmm. pitch perfect existed yeah they kept ca- they literally captured her they they
0: took janet and put mm-hmm. her in pitch perfect that's, that's what she was so in junior high high school she was beloved Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing that you say that – so seventh grade, I was still at Hillside. Right. And Go then, Hawks. Right? Go Hawks. And green and gold. Or blue and gold. No, that was yeah, – yeah, blue and gold. So then my parents moved across city – Long story short, eighth grade, I cranked on the weight. Did not know how to deal with the depression of, I went from popular to nothing. Wait, wait, wait. They moved where? where yeah, did you... they moved to the East End to see me over by See Me High. And then I ended up having to go to Valley View.
1: You went to Valley View? For my
0: eighth grade Talk year. Valley View. Was miserable. Mm. I even had some wicked child boy that came up to me and mm. said, what a wasted C word to me. Oh. <gasps> yeah. And I had gained, a, I got to 265.
1: Can you? Can I just tell you something? Yes. Our words are so
0: powerful. Yeah.
1: We need to be so careful. Mm-hmm. What we yeah. say. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I couldn't recall a compliment right now from seventh grade, but I could tell you people who've said things to mean me from seventh things. grade.
0: Like, why would yeah. I still know that in my head? Mm-hmm. So go on. So that was just I just launched into depression. I mean, so much sure. so that my mom was my mom was like, "Well, if you wanted to drop out of school, thank God I didn't." <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't like online or homeschooling back then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then part of me is like, "Are you nuts?" But anyway, she is. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, begged and begged, went back to junior high, uh, and that's ninth grade. Coach Ferguson's wife, Mrs. Ferguson, it was like yeah. volleyball, blah blah blah. So I got on the I got on the rolling train of trying to get some weight off. Mom helped me go to either Weight Watchers or get vitamin B12 shots, or you know, you name it. Lindora didn't exist back then. I wish it kind of did. Mm. Um, so I maintained about 190 through high school and then got into college at Moorpark College. And all my friends were taking off and going here to university and this and that. And I felt so left behind. Mm. And then once again, comforting myself with food. And I got up to 292. Mm. And that was just gnarly. Just gnarly. And uh, finally, a friend. And um, what age were you then? Uh, 18 to 20-something. Right. And you got to understand... When
1: I hit 145, the true leaders were like, "Shalene, you're packing on weight." <gasps> yeah, that's what I mean. It's no, no, I, and I like, you work. had to stay in the one. Th- I, I would love to be weighing 145. Oh, right. in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we Are you it, kidding we're me? me. It. it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? How this there's a peer group. Mm-hmm that can speak into your children right now, mm. lies, mm-hmm. that's right, 100% oh. lies. And as parents, we need to be very intentional and grandparents that mm-hmm. are listening to replace the lie mm-hmm. with the truth. Mm-hmm. Who does God say you are? But go on. So now you're, you're 18 and you're in the 200s, which is unheard of. <laughs> Almost cracking up to three. No. Yeah. Re- but remember, remember what people would write on the girls' lockers, NFC. Oh, yeah. Do you yes. remember NFC? I Like, why that. did that just come to my mind? You don't even know what that means. I don't. So I was, like, upset one day because my friend had gotten NFC on her locker. And on my mind, I go, I think they probably met it from my locker because I'm now in the 140s. Um, Which is – And scary. my mom goes, Northridge Fashion Center? <laughs> <laughs> and I burst into tears. I go, you don't know what you're talking about, mom. No, it means no fat chicks. <gasps> Look at Barbara. Aww. Barbara's like, Yeah, NFC, and she had it on her locker, and she goes, "Will you come with me back to the school?" Because I knew the janitor, because I would go there, and you know, with cheerleading, and I was the captain, and do signs, and he let me. He gave me a key actually. It was supposed to, so I let her into the halls, and we took ajax remember ajax yeah. and we mm, scrubbed yeah. her locker the nfc off of her locker because they used a black sharpie mm. i remember it was like yesterday but my locker was two down from her so i was convinced because Aww. to me she looked fantastic oh, yeah. so you must have heard
0: things oh people would yell that at me oh dear. oh yeah i used to, and i hated it oh you have such a beautiful face if you just lost weight <laughs>
1: She's that, such right? a pretty girl. If she just lost
0: weight. I mean, yeah. people in pharmacies would t- would target me. And it's interesting that this came wow. up because Satan mm. jumps on that. Come on. Jumps on it and starts pushing you in the soft spots. And even this week... Yes, it's been a spiritual warfare well, because
1: he knew what you were going to share today and god shed some yeah. light on truth for people listening there's going to yeah. be someone who's going to have a breakthrough right now in the name Holy of Spirit, jesus that's right yep. because janet was Thank almost you, like i don't know Lord. if i'm going to come because she's about to share something in her health journey that till today she has never told shared publicly mm-hmm. like her yeah. intimate friends mm-hmm. or hula hoop friends yeah. know her mom you know mm-hmm. her husband but the world, certainly not the people who are listening in Australia right now and oh. Germany and Canada. Like these, these are truths then that the devil can no longer do friendly captivity on your life. Thank we you call Jesus. it friendly captivity, but captivity is never friendly. Mm-mm. You think, oh, I'm just sharing it with my inner circle. No, no, no. Get mm. on a mountaintop, yep. be a light and shine it out to the ends of the earth. Go into all the earth. People think that that just means physically. No, 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 no. When we go to Africa, no, go into all the earth with your testimony. Yeah. So okay, so you you decide at two ninety, I'm gonna
0: lose. Wait. Oh yeah. The so first night. Um, well, actually, a friend, a producer. Yeah. Uh, Steve Hallmark, a friend of mine. Um, he actually helped produce the Jamie Owens Collins and the whole movement, the Maranatha okay. Praise movement. And he's sweetheart, and he's like, I'm gonna talk to you one-on-one and there's a lady I want you to meet and she's she's protein and five fruits and vegetables a day and she's going to work with you and I'm like all right lo and behold it's our schoolmate Mike Keegan's mother so automatic you know freedom (laughs) and safety and everything I met with her once a week for a year and I remember in specifics like as I wound down the weight and um she was saying to me you're very angry you're very angry and I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah I am I didn't get to have the boyfriend in junior high. I didn't yeah. get to be the cute girl in ditto pants. That, cause <laughs> to make, make them. them. Fur. Yeah. yeah. And they, they didn't make them my size yeah. back then. Yeah, it's everybody's size. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, I didn't get any of that. And I felt like I was so ripped off, mm-hmm. you know. So went through that. And that was where I kept that weight off for seven years. And then, you know, end up. And you lost... Uh, I went from 292 down to 190. Wow. And then it was working out like a maniac, six days a week. Like right. I was enslaved to it, but still not getting a grasp on the mental part of it, still mm-hmm. afraid of food, still afraid of things. Um, and this is something that uh, I uh, explored every once in a while. Well, if I feel too full, maybe I can throw up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... It kind of went hand in hand with losing all that weight. I ended up getting gallbladder disease. Mm. If I ate something, it would it would feel better if I threw up. So then I kind of got into the habit of throwing up. um would never share that with anybody. Sure. um thank God that kind of went away. Yeah. and and that's not an issue uh, for me anymore. It was kind of a kind of an experimental. Mm-hmm. So I experimented with that also,
1: yeah, and I could not do it and i hated it because my girlfriends I say were doing names, it we're yeah into a hefty bag and then they you know drive around and drop it off at, in the back of you know Carl's yeah. jr or something whatever but so my one friend i would shove my finger down my throat as hard as i could and she's like no you got to move it around and then my other friend goes no use a toothbrush so then I'm trying to use a toothbrush. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to eat. Like I'm like, this is a place where I could not get myself yeah. to throw up. Yeah. This bulimic thing, check that a- off. It ain't working. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, check that. I'm like, maybe I should try the anorexic thing where you just don't ever eat anything. Right. Now wire your mouth. Right. I've oh, thought, I tried thought, that too. I, that. I know, buddy. I'm like, maybe I'll go to the dentist and say I had a jaw alignment. Mm-hmm. I got hurt in soccer or something, and I'll get my mouth wired shut and sip through a straw. Dude. Like the fact that all of this mm-hmm. junk is going oh, on yeah. in your head, and I'm a young kid. I'm like in high school, yeah. and I think I have to do this because I'm 145.
0: Well, and then when you meet, when you see our friends now that confess that they were bulimic back then, a couple of cheerleaders that oh, we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and. You know, It's this mental baloney that you put up with thinking that, oh, I'm the only idiot that's not getting it. Well, you don't want NFC on your locker. So you shove your finger down your throat. Yeah, or people yelling at you. And it's like, where
1: is the spiritual health in any of this, right? Even you losing that, that wasn't the Holy Spirit moving you. That was your will to move you. And this is what I need people to really listen to. You can accomplish things. You can you can accomplish goals. You lost a hundred flipping pounds. It was obvious to everyone. Yeah. But it wasn't on a firm foundation. No. No. It was on sinking sand. And eventually that sinking sand started sinking. Oh yeah.
0: Round two, ding ding. Yes. Where do you go up to now? Uh so I went up to the to the 292 and then lost it uh, you know, going once a week for a year. And then uh, just kind of maintaining it, just, you know, kind of social pressure and working out like a crazy woman six days a week. And uh, and ended up getting introduced to my husband, Uh, was was stressed out about it because I hadn't dated anybody longer than a month. (laughs) And he said to me, you couldn't date somebody longer than a month. And I was like, oh, yeah, try me. So we're still on a dare. (laughs) <laughs> All these years later, she's you have him 30 days. We're still on a dare. <laughs> you guys uh, been married for how many years? Uh, it'll be 18 this July. 18 3rd. years. Yeah. Wow, and then great. in August it'll be 20 together total. Wow. Yeah.
2: So you met him when you were like 192. Correct. Okay.
0: Yeah, and and um and it was funny. He was he was great because he was the first person that say, Did you think you can get skinnier? Do you think you could get blonder? Do you think you could be prettier? Do you think it? Yeah. <sighs> His only hang-up was he liked me wearing dresses, so I he was like, <laughs> "Don't wear your workout clothes," which I would wear because yes. then I have no excuse. But to, you know, yeah, I'm, you're in. I'm, the I'm going to the gym right yeah. now, so tonight yeah. I can work out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that kind of it was the little. It's the like the little foxes at the vines. Mm. You know how it talks about that. And yes. So it's the little things that I was letting get in there, like the nose of the camel coming into the tent, and so I was like, I stopped doing my workout clothes on a regular basis. So that kind of changed it up. And then it made it harder to start working out. And then, Mm. you know, whatever insecurities he was dealing with, because he came from a divorce, uh, parents, Mm. I don't know if he had okay, real immoral family. He was not raised as a Christian. So it was just like him learning to, to love a new person and just all these kind of things. And I thought, well, if I just stay home, he'll be happy. If I just don't go, you know, if I wear a dress, it'll make him happy. Mm. And our marriage will be perfect. Right. He got his own problem, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't be a
1: savior. No, that's I'm for I'm learning sure. that now, Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. Of, course. Yeah.
0: of course. But yeah, so I started piling on the weight and eating the food and... And where is your faith in this time
1: right now? Where would you have said... Back burner. Okay. Yeah. Back, back seat in the yeah. trunk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jesus is for me to for the good times, uh-uh. and when Ooh. I when the bad times are here, that's my fault, and I got to fix it. Wow. anybody anybody feeling for that? that, that
1: one? You know, somebody's in the in the yeah. splash family's yeah. going. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember a stage of my life like that very much. So, um the shame of it, like thinking the mess ups were fix it, hide them. Yeah. Hide them. Yeah. I um, so grew up in a family. You mess up. They don't talk to you, They start talking to you again, and then you know it's okay. No one everyone says, Will you forgive me? No. You begin again. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, and have restoration. It was just you got the silent treatment. And you got Yeah. Or you got cussed at, and then yeah. you would start talking again. I'm like, Oh, okay. Because Italian family. Dude. You know? But I would I got eat. got German genetics in right, right, the right. same so thing. Right. So I would eat in those <laughs> moments so much. You know, I would eat oh, yeah. thinking that. Mm.
0: What did I do wrong? How can I fix this? Oh my gosh, I need to feel good. Right. Right. Dude.
1: Yeah. This is like fresh. Right. Right here. And so you you're gaining the weight, you're married. Yeah. You're gaining the weight and you're just mentally kicking your butt every day about Fe- it.
0: Yeah. Feeling like feeling frustrated that I'm not I'm not that popular fun girl with my stepchildren. Right. So I'm like people like me. Yeah. What do you mean you don't? Are you kidding me? You know I'm cool. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. And then being ashamed of that, feeling like, well, I'm older and I should have this together and mm. I should, you know, I should know how to be the holy stepmother of, of all and here's the scripture and we're all happy and, and no and right. life and and again, doing that shame thing and mm. not wanting to confess to some people because there's some people in your life that you think are safe and they're not. Right. Or they're right. dealing with their own trash and they're not at a place in their life that they can help you walk through it. And so making yourself vulnerable to the wrong people is huge oh, to so be aware true. of. Mm-hmm. That's a word Cause right there. Because that causes mm-hmm. damage mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It, and, and I kind of equate it to... When they talk about somebody who's been taken advantage of, mm-hmm. it's usually by somebody they know, of course, mm-hmm. and so that's the same in our emotional. And so it's like my encouragement would be get get in check with that because you know me, I'm like, a, wear my heart on the sleeve and tell everybody everything, and then I'm so mm-hmm. flabbergasted when mm-hmm. somebody steams me over, right mm-hmm.
1: like. Ah! Yeah. It's like, no, I confided that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a reason too that Jesus sent the disciples out two by two, not mm-hmm. twenty by twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you need to have that that Proverbs friend, like I have in Barbara, like faithful yeah. are the wounds of a friend and wicked are the kisses of your enemies. Yes. She knows the moment she walks in, she's like, What's up, buddy? Like <laughs> I can't even I can't even fake being fine with her. And you, we need that one person in our life that we can pull in so close to see our warts, to see our insecurities so that they can remind us of the light of Jesus that wants to shine truth into yeah. those cracks and in those mm. places that we've been hiding and pushing because I'm not my weight. No. Right? I'm not my no. house. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the car I drive or the no. clothes I wear or the man I married or the kids I have or the friends I keep. I'm not those things. No. And if my identity gets found in those things... It will self-destruct. And I think so often, we don't think of our weight as something that we are identifying with because we think, no, no, we just need to get healthy. Like, I'm not identifying. No, 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 no. That number on a scale can instantly change my whole identity. Oh, yeah. Woo! Like, get behind me, Satan. Like, it's so crazy that I could be in this really great space, and the moment I step on there... That an earthquake, at, you know, 8.0 on the Richter scale hits me. Yeah. And I'm down for the count. Oh, yeah. Wreck your whole day. Wreck. So it's feelings. And, it's like right. The feelings uh,
2: really can get you. Or
1: the power yes. that I'm giving something that God says that has no power. I'm not tapping into the promise. Which not transferring the trust of this scale
0: to the Lord. Because he's like, I don't even need you to weigh. Yeah. What, what about that idea? And the interesting thing is what happens when we get on that scale and we see it change a pound or two or 10? That's right. We're in control. Mm. What tells us that we're not? And for so long, and I'm telling you, it's taken me a good last, what, two years of working with people um, specifically for this issue to help me get to that point. Even so simple as I was talking to a food-specific psychologist and I was telling her about a food that I have no, like, willpower around Mm. and... And she just pauses for the longest time, and she goes, why would you give that piece of food so much power over your life? Right. Dude, you could have dropped a ton of bricks on me. I was like, all right. It hasn't, right. Been, a pro- it hasn't been a problem since. Right. I can actually take that. It's uh, this Rocky Road marshmallow dark chocolate. Uh-huh. I know it. Yeah, I know <laughs> it. Oh, I'm very aware. From the yeah. Soma's Nut House? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they got it at the Rocky Mountain mm-hmm. Chocolate Factory, yeah, too. They yeah, they got those there, too. But yeah, I can actually have them in the house now. Yeah. before I couldn't. I would eat all six of them. Right, because like I'm going to start idiot. tomorrow, so I better you have mine them all mine was today. apple fritters. Oh yeah, right? she was an apple was fritter an apple queen.
1: Fritter. You haven't done that in no ten a, years, fifteen no. years. Yeah, a long time. It's interesting apple how fritter recovery. You would never, you would never think <laughs> that something like that could have. We could make such a big deal about something that we had to buy. We have to physically put it it can't even it can't even talk to me. It can't even yeah. t- like touch me. I give it that much power. I have to lift up my hand to bring it into my mouth. No one's got a gun to my head. And yet I give it power. Mm-hmm. It's it's really crazy. So you're married, your weight's going up as the years of your marriage are going up. <sighs> and what yeah. happens that because I'm looking at you right now and you are fine, Beautiful. fit, and fabul- fabulous. Mm-hmm. Love you. But you actually are more beautiful than I've ever seen you that's, ever that's because Lord. of what's going on the inside, yes. right? Because the Bible says, first clean the inside of your cup, Chalene, Yeah. and then the outside will be clean. We, If Woo. we do not take care of the inside of the cup, your body will stay the same forever. And what's neat about... Weight being the problem because I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have affairs on my husband. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Because, I mean, my mom was an alcoholic cleaning that crap up. It smells like throw up to me. My sister and I both don't drink to this day. Um, I always say this on stage. I go, too bad she wasn't addicted to Twinkies. I'd be thin. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) But it's interesting how one thing I'm grateful about, about my weight issue and dealing with the struggle of this so severely is I can't hide it from people. Dude. No. Can't hide it. I I can't hide it. And where you can hide an affair and you can hide cocaine and you can hide embezzlement and you can hide X, Y, Z. Now, God is still the God of truth and it'll eventually come out and you will destroy Mm -hmm. everything precious to you. But what's neat about when I put 30 pounds on is everybody can tell. I
0: know.
1: Right? Yeah. And so it calls you into an accountability like none other because really... The problem with my weight isn't the food I'm eating, and I feel like this is where your breakthrough really took off. Um, so will you share now what happened? because here you're sitting here now, smaller than you've ever been, mm-hmm. yeah, um, meaning mm-hmm. from a number standpoint, right yeah. but you are a giant um mentally now
0: yeah well, I think that I think you're just sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, because I've I don't seen see myself you. that I've way. I've seen but. you from seventh grade yes. to when you got married to now. Yeah. That's very rare that you have a friend in your life that you actually can see mm-hmm. transform three times. Mm-hmm. I've never asked her, buddy. I've never said, Janet, what did you do? Never asked her when she lost the 100 pounds before. Here, I'm like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Even the way she was speaking, the way you were posting, the way you were saying things, it was a, like a different language. Changed. And I'm excited for our mm. listeners to mm-hmm. hear this. I am too. Okay. So when you decided to... Who who was your first call? When, what was the spark for you this time?
0: This time in my life from getting married and gaining the weight and feeling frustrated, I... um. I still was doing Lindora and mm-hmm. doing Weight Watchers and doing Jenny Craig. And um, I think it was at a, a Weight Watchers meeting. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I just can't do this anymore. And I even reached out to the leader at the, and she's like, Janet, I think you should probably get counseling or something. It's like there's some more things lo- underlying. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Didn't really listen to her. And then, <laughs> right. And I'm sorry. And... Uh, to get to the point where I made a decision to do what I did, which which was a major tool to help me get where I'm at today, I watched some friends who had vertical sleeve gastrectomy,
1: which I had never heard of. This have you ever heard of vertical sleeve? Vertical I've heard sleeve. Of sleeve. I believe yeah. I've never. I've never. I've heard uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: of yeah. Bi- gastric yeah. bypass surgery, right? Yeah, that's their gas. There's gastric bypass. I've heard of that. So this particular thing is called vertical sleeve gastrectomy, and automatically, I'm thinking, oh, you put like you cut, you put a sleeve around your stomach, and it's like, no, they actually cut your stomach into the size of a banana. So they and they like, put, like, yeah. yeah, and they get titanium staples that will close it off, and and uh, you can still absorb nutrients and vitamins and and all of that. However, it's only a tool. It's mm-hmm. only a
1: tool. Key right here. Right here, drum roll. Yeah,
0: huge. And so I watched these other people for about a year to two years who've had this procedure and then I'm watching them gain weight again and it, I'm ticked off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's nothing. There's just nothing. Even if you get your body cut, there's just nothing. There's no <laughs> answer whatsoever. I'm just going to be enslaved to weight forever. And then I had another friend who did it and she was successful. And it was like, why, why are you successful? Mm-hmm. And she's like... Well, I'm, I'm using it as a tool. I'm still exercising. This, this Getting my stomach cut into a sleeve doesn't make me go buy the right food, doesn't mm-hmm. make me get on the bicycle, mm-hmm. doesn't make me be a nicer person. <laughs> you know? right. All it does is is help you reduce the calories in your body. And so bring it up to the six months prior where you have your insurance, which I think is smart. You mm-hmm. have to go meet with a psychologist before. You have to meet with a dietitian before. And um, getting pre-screened for this surgery. And my particular doctor, he was very adamant about saying, this is only a tool. You have got to make sure you put everything into place. Well, I was kind of hearing it, but it kind of wasn't. It was kind of like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, And then they want you to take weight off before the surgery just to give your organs room and so that the doctor does not nick your liver or anything like that. Mm. And um, I cranked on, I think, another 10 or 12. And he was like... So he's like, lose weight for the surgery, and you gained 12 pounds. I was going on a cruise to party, baby. (laughs) So he was like, Janet, uh, you weren't supposed to gain weight. I go, why do you think I'm here? Yeah, seriously, come on. (laughs) So anyway, I did take that off before the surgery. And then literally the day of the surgery, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because I don't think it's going to work. Mm. I was just so beside myself. And my husband was like, if you want to get up off that table, and I'll walk you right out to the car in your robe if you want to or not. I ended up going through it. And as they're wheeling me back, I was like, hey, Dr. i am I going to look like Wonder Woman when we're done? <laughs> He's like, I'm a gastric bypass surgeon. I'm not a plastic surgeon, Janet. So, yeah, no. <laughs> so I ended up getting that surgery. It was just before Thanksgiving. And what a mental torture because mm. – mm-hmm. Hitting hitting the summit of realizing how much food was such an emotional crutch and an emotional acceptance and a bond. Mm. I was in tears that I couldn't have Thanksgiving. Right. What?
1: Yeah, when did Thanksgiving become food? But you're right. right. Yeah, I or agree. become no, yeah, yeah, become
0: your crutch. And it's like that was that was the beginning of me realizing I got issues. Really understanding that I have issues. And it was that tool. That helped me to see that part. And um, a lot of it was fear. Even though I was seeing the scale go down, I was so afraid I was gonna gain the weight back. It was just gonna mm-hmm. magically come back mm-hmm. on. Right. It ain't gonna magically come back on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, that's right. We, no, <laughs> there's no magic about sticking <laughs> my hand in my mouth. <laughs> if it was, I'd be headlining in Vegas. Okay. You know that's what I'm amazing. saying? <laughs> yeah. Be the richest <laughs> magician there. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Highly, so good. Highly aware. So going through meeting with dietitian on a regular basis and, and the dietitian that I was meeting with, I was just like, you need to get your MFT because you're more of a counselor to me mm. than, than just, you know, calories in, calories out. And in the beginning, I even met with her before I had it. And she was like, don't you think you can do it again? And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this again. Mm. I don't want to struggle so much. So kudos to the sleeve in that it helped remove the angst of calories in, calories out, Mm -hmm. measure, 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 because I just couldn't eat enough. Mm. And it was a blessing that first year is your your prime time to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a blessing. It kind of like took a hiatus of having to think about all that and to be able to concentrate on the mental warfare and changing my mind and what is true acceptance and how do I actually deal with with things that are confrontational in my job, in my life, in my, you know, with my husband.
1: So good. Because it's interesting, you know, you've been a woman of faith. Yeah. But like me, if I can say this, I didn't want to give the food part of my life to God. I'm like, can you just stay out of that? Like, I got this. I will surrender everything else. You want to move me to, you know, Zimbabwe, I'm in, God. But don't mess with my chips and guacamole yeah like don't mess with this and and it's weird it's it's such a lie and you how has the holy spirit come in for you this time oh
0: um so the holy spirit has come in to reveal to me that god is a gentleman Ah. Uh. Which, wow. kind of, which kind of ticks me off because it's like sometimes you want that guy to just come up and grab you and tell you how you're going to be. And he's yeah. not like that. Right. He's a gentleman. And he's been waiting on me so that I could wait on him and, and to trust him. I mm-hmm. either trust the word or I don't. You either trust the scripture or what it's telling you or you don't. Be woman enough to to accept that and to to confess it. So First John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. I honestly have had times where mm. I am like, I'm confessing to you right now, Lord, that I am going to eat this popcorn even though I know it's just out of nervousness or anxiousness or just because I want to gorge myself. Right. And then it's like, ooh, it's not as enjoyable now. Mm. It's not mm. as enjoyable now. <laughs> yes. And so honestly confessing that when that behavior is ill to con- to confront myself with it. I hope that makes sense. Mm to confront myself with the fact that I am actually sinning. I am mm-hmm. not hiding it from God and getting real with myself. So I don't know if that I'm hoping yeah. that. No, it kinda, does because yeah.
1: I feel like the church even and again, oh, nobody's about nobody's making me eat. Like I own that 100%. But you don't show up at church on Sunday and they have laptops open with porn going on. Yeah, You don't show up and there's a wet bar and you can have a Jack Daniels and slam down some vodka, but you can show up at church this Sunday. Matter of fact, you're listening to the podcast right now on Sunday and there'll be donuts, croissants, cookies, cake, and, and everyone's like eating at it and, and coffee and mm-hmm. hot chocolate and nobody thinks anything of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why for years besides my own gluttony in terms of I don't want to own that. It's an acceptable I don't want to call it. Yeah. I can still you know beat people on the tennis court, so I'm okay. You know what I mean? You justify the sin, but when the church body is promoting it. In full swing. In full swing, you go, that can't be a total sin. So the children are learning that that there's that there. Then as adults, you almost are in a habit to, to bring a dollar in your pocket to grab the sprinkled donut on the way out
2: what you thought of to, that to, to me it's like didn't you just have breakfast
0: <laughs> yeah
2: i mean you gotta go to church and to be have, fed what are we on a movie fed? set there's craft
1: service i know i don't. or eat when you leave like what's going on no but i don't understand who's going to take the power of this i almost want to go on a mission i don't know what we're going to call this thing yet but hashtag no craft service at church you yeah. know what i mean yeah. it's like when is this going to be yanked out? Do you really think if people are coming for your, your donuts, they're not there for the right reason? Yeah, yeah it's coming for the fellowship, but within the fellowship, there's the food. But it shouldn't be that there shouldn't be this isn't there's like someone's be. little bible study where you're going over to their house but even that people yeah. aren't serving liquor at your bible study on tuesdays buddy oh, you don't got going porn then. going on <laughs> you don't got all that <laughs> stuff happening no but why i got why is it? And cake. right I do. yeah and there's fat people in your bible study They're overweight, they're gluttonous, and they also know that they have a problem. They're out of control. When you get that big, we're out of control. Like, call it what God calls it. Be like, oh, don't. Then that's offensive. Don't bully.
0: Don't this. I'm like, she's going to have a heart attack. But in part of that, when you show up, if you have a problem like I have and have had, Yeah. You almost want to participate in it so everybody's not staring at you like, oh, the fat girl can't have it.
1: Right. Or, or she probably closet eats. Look, she won't eat here in person. Yeah. So I, know, so I open up a bag of Doritos and people. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when my dad was head to my sister's and he's like, don't get weight. Your husband will leave you. And I would just oh. eat. I would just open up the Captain Crunch and just go... <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd dump it in like a dump truck. You know what I mean? Really, dad? Really? And it's interesting how those thoughts are still so true in your mind. And yet the Lord wants to have a relationship with me. But I think the one thing that I'm learning, I mean, she's two years post-op now. Mm -hmm. This is two years. It's not like this has been two months, people listening. It's been two years since you had that procedure done. And I got to go to one of her meetings with, you know, she still has this mental accountability, like you would with your Bible study mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. she goes in for like you would with your car, speaking of a tool, we need gas, that's a tool to run your car. So it's, it's interesting how when I went with her, there was a woman there who lost 211 pounds, she lost me, she totally lost me. And she's still at these meetings, because even when you get to where you think this goal thing is, right? Right you have to still constantly be taking your car in and filling it up with gas because in a week you're going to run out and you have to keep reminding yourself. And I feel like that's something I've never heard of. I always lost weight for, oh, we're going to Hawaii. Oh, I'm in the Miss Ventura County pageant. Oh, I'm winning Miss Southern California. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm this. And I would eat cottage cheese. And drink water yeah. and work out, lose the weight, win the crown, and uh, keep it that way for a year and then go, I'm not going to do a pageants for a couple years because I want my C's again, my candy, cookies, cake, chips, ice cream. And I never learned anything. But one of the things I've learned from what you've been sharing with me um, that's really pressed hard on me in this last month, um, I've gone to one of the meetings with her, which is really powerful, is that. If you loaned me your car today, because my car was in the shop, I would 100% get it washed, I'd fill it up with gas, and I would return it to you nicer than you let me mm-hmm. borrow it. Mm-hmm. And for somewhere, for someone listening, I know this is for me right now, I do not believe that my body belongs to the Lord. Oh, oh my gosh. It even sounds sick to say it. I'm like, no, this is mine, and you let me have a loan on it right now, and... I actually go even deeper in my thought, which is super sick, and go, matter of fact, he even tells me he's going to give me a new body in heaven. I will have the body God wanted me to have in heaven. Mm. And he's like, liar. Mm. Liar, Shalane. I'm going to call you out. That's a lie. No, no, no. You have that body right now to drive around in, but you let the sin of this world corrupt you. So because I'm... I'm faithful to my husband and I don't defile myself with alcohol or drugs. I, I almost have it, right? this arrogance mm-hmm. to myself yeah, going, well, I this is it. my thing. Everybody has a thing. This is my thing. I'm not addicted to porn. I don't have this problem or that problem. And you rub your sin up against someone else's sin mm-hmm. and go, mine looks cleaner. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. And God goes, your body doesn't belong to you just like your husband doesn't belong to you, Shaleen, just like your children they don't belong to you. They belong to mm. me. And how embarrassing! I would be embarrassed to return your car with my big mac wrapper in the back, empty car, empty bird crap all over the windshield. Go, hey Janet, thanks for loaning me this for the week. Here you go. And you're like, never again, right? Right. right. And because God is a gentleman, yeah, that's a really cool word mm. right there. Um, his patience, his enduring love for us. That when we actually transfer trust, when we actually transfer our ownership of our body, and I'm saying this now heavy. Like you say it, and there's a lot more accountability. My listeners are going to have to see where I'm at in December with my health word, you know? And that's okay. You're not my audience anyway. I'm sharing this because I'm sick of hiding it. Amen. I'm sick of hiding Hallelujah. it. I'm sick of hiding that it doesn't bother me or that it doesn't that it's not on my mind every day You're healing. that it's like consuming it my thoughts on you right now in the there's name just of Jesus there's healing
0: going there's healing in the name of Jesus right a yeah. second
1: i feel like i walk in my garage and there is healing. a bentley and a yugo and i take the keys and i get in the yugo and i drive and he goes y- you know you can drive in the bentley Shalene. i don't know I'm gonna take the yugo because I want to eat what I want. I'm gonna drive in this body on Earth instead of actually the body that He designed and created me before I was even born. The temple of the Holy the Spirit. The temple, mm. the temple of the Holy Spirit. You got this. You're. It's it's coming. But I'm not there yet. I don't even trust myself as I'm saying it right now. That's okay. Now. And that's what you've okay. helped me with seeing is that you're. Not, we're not supposed to trust ourselves. Yeah. Just when were you Lord, ever told right. to trust yourself? Like, you're to put your trust in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Put mm-hmm. your trust in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth.
0: Put your trust. And I'm not. I wasn't. But you're created in his image. So right. you can put your trust in the tool that he's going to bring. Right. And, and like, for me, that daughter. tool of
1: that, I mean, at this time, wasn't for me, the 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 sleeve, right? Yeah. But it gave me new eyes to recognize that... That surgery isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. No. Right. Not even freaking close. I met all those people in that room. Some were, were just had it. Some were two years. Some were 13 years out. Some were, one, one lady was 18 years out and she put on 10 pounds and she's just like beside herself, but she knew where to go back to the well. Go mm-hmm. back to the well for the truth. Go back to the truth. Because when you struggle with something, we were never meant to go this alone. And I hope that this has been a healthy episode for people listening. You have just splashed us with so much truth and health and honesty because the truth sets you free. Mm -hmm. That isn't just when you get on the scale and you find out what you weigh. It's when you put your brain on the scale and find out what you weigh. You are telling yourself lies about the state of your life that that food has control over you that you are what you eat that your identity is found in that that you can't get married until you know yeah. no one's gonna marry you Janet like this stuff is not what God's promises were built on
0: yeah right uh and, and you know uh, the parable of of the three the mm-hmm. the, the, the three sowers, sowers and the one guy buries the mm-hmm. treasure and the other yeah, guy yeah the, the, the landlord invest, gave him each super a, invest, yes and um, I don't want to bury my treasure anymore. Amen. Out of fear, Mm -hmm. that guy buried it out of fear, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like I can trust God. I can move forward, and and I can I can battle this, but I have to have help.
2: And you you have to identify identify what that fear is, and that's hard. That's hard. Well, and that's
1: why you know counseling and going to and and um, steps to to
2: heal and to just really be truthful to yourself. Because
1: you know when you look at the word compromise and you take the calm off of it, you're left with God's promise. So when I compromise his best for me today, and and I'm sure I will sometimes make bad choices with my eating or whatever it is, but I want to be making healthy decisions. I don't like people who compromise. I don't like people who cut corners. I don't like people who do it half a, you know what I mean? Either, then don't do it. That's fine. Then don't do it. So why do I want to live in a body compromised? And miss out on the promise of what he has for me. And that's what I'm learning from you, Janet. I, I wanna thank you for joining Barbara and I. Thank you mm. all for listening. Wow. I know this is like heavy. Thank a- you so those much. of you that are in the drive thru at McDonald's, mm. just get out now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just went to listen to my podcast. Or make no. healthy choices. Yes, or, or make <laughs>
1: healthy choices. There are choices to do that too. You can eat, um, but I wanna honor God because my body is doesn't belong to me. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I get it. Do
1: you want to leave us with the final word?
0: I if gosh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me and yeah. wants to talk about this because I know it can be deeply deeply scary yeah. and um you know, I've met people who've had the procedure who, who don't even want to talk to their spouses or their family about it just because their family tries to keep them locked into what they're comfortable with them. Mm. Um mm-hmm. and you've got to learn to be comfortable with saying no, with disappointing people without mm. their acceptance, everybody's not going to accept you for everything, mm, and right. and people are going to judge you whether you do something or you don't. That's right. That's right. And their judgment is not God's judgment, unless it's an accountability thing. So you got to learn the differences and um, who you submit yourself to and whose opinion. And I just want to thank you because. Uh, you helped me take an extra step that I, you know, I'm, and I'm still out of, I, I, maybe I'm covering it up, but out of professionalism and for my own um, peace and safety, I'm not sharing this with people at my work or right. with people who um, don't understand the struggle. Mm, right. I am mean, just it's not, that's not a place of intimacy that I want to share with them. I don't think that, um, I don't think they're deserving of it. In, in my life. So I'm going to be very careful who I still share with. Yeah, um, You got 52K plus people and I, I'm pretty much frigging the Lord's touching their heart somehow. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to hold y'all Our accountable. Our family How can they reach you? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, you're welcome to try and get a hold of me on my Instagram, which is J J_Lin, underscore um, Lynn, J underscore Lynn's VSG, Victor, Sam, George accomplishments. Okay. Or uh, you can look me up at Janet Sagey.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and we'll put that on the Instagram too, on the post so you guys can find her. Mm -hmm. But thank you, Janet. Thank Thank you for joining us in the Splash Zone. And thank you to our listeners. And Mm -hmm. those of you that are struggling with this too, reach out to me. Mm -hmm. I would love to share some of the health things I'm learning, again, to get healthy this year, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Until we talk to you again, live your life splashing. Woo! Bye!
0: (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.